Hi, I'm Clem Cecil, the director of Pushkin House. Before I came to work at Pushkin House, I was involved in architectural conservation for many years, campaigning in Moscow for buildings. And it was really this building, Narkonfin, that got me into campaigning in the first place. I came across it on a walk home from work one evening and thought it was in the process of being demolished but was absolutely struck by its beautiful proportions and was determined to find out more about it. That was in 2002. And I began to dig around and found that the avant-garde legacy in Moscow was sorely neglected. And in 2004, we set up the Moscow Architecture Preservation Society to champion these buildings. Um, over the years, I followed the fate of Narkomfin which has gone from owner to owner, and now, happily, is in the hands of one company which owns it outright um, and is being restored by the grandson of the architect. The architect, Moise Ginsberg, um, was one of the founding fathers of the constructivist movement. His son was an architect and his grandson today, Alexei, is an architect. Um, and this restoration is incredibly important for Russia and should be a fantastic seminal restoration of a building of that period, which should be a beacon and standard for other other buildings of that period, which were rejected by the regime in 1934, when um, Stalin called for architects to unite under the style of socialist realism. Um, I'm delighted to be in conversation today with Alexei Ginsberg, talking about Narkomfin and talking about its restoration and talking about his project with his wife Natasha of publishing in English for the first time the books of Moise Ginsberg, his theory about architecture. Good afternoon Alexei, thank you very much for coming to Pushkin House to talk to us. Could we start by talking about Narkomfin, the building that was designed and built by your grandfather, Moise Ginsburg, um, which was almost, always a very important building for me and my connection with Russia. In your opinion, as an architect and as the restoration architect of this project, why, why is Narkomfin important? Um, good afternoon, Clem. Uh, I'm happy, as always, being in the Pushkin house. And I'm glad that uh, this institution is developing more and more. Uh, we see how it how it's going on. Uh, Narkomfin is a building uh, which is uh, interesting not only for architects, I think, and I see it clearly because uh, many excursions uh, or just people interested in uh, getting in there, asking me or our friends about this. They, uh, many of them are not uh, architects, uh, they are not artists, but they know about this building. Why it is it interesting? I can tell you this is uh, not uh, a big uh, mystery, in my opinion. Uh, we have uh, an examples of Vanguard architecture, uh, different sort of uh, beautiful mansions like Villa Savoy, uh, interesting uh, work workers' clubs, uh, of Melnikov uh, or uh, fantastic uh, buildings of Le Corbusier uh, or Bauhaus school uh, of Gropius. 
etc., etc., etc. What is interesting in Narconfin that uh, Narconfin is uh, showing not uh, simply um, an architecture, uh, but it is showing a lifestyle and it is showing the uh, first uh, attempts to organize lifestyle, uh, the uh, context of people life, of uh, uh, people, uh, of contemporary people, uh, same as we are now. So this is a very contemporary thing for us, uh, though it is unusual because it is like uh, rarity. Uh, we can see uh, the um, uh, methods of architects, how they were creating this uh, absolutely uh, easy to live and understandable for us now uh, manner, uh, way of living, uh, how we are existing in modern society. But this uh, breaking uh, period from some historical uh, before industrial period uh, or start of industrial era, uh, this uh, development of uh, industrial and then post-industrial society, uh, this uh, point of breaking and creating of a new uh, ambience, of a new, uh, of a new Ambience for, 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 for people, for uh, urban people. Uh, the better example, maybe the best example in my opinion, is Narcompin. So, when was this period? I think this is the beginning of 20th century, the first uh, uh, quarter, maybe, or the first uh, half of this century, when uh, the kind of uh, when, when, when changes of uh, urban life uh, uh, in Russia, uh, in Moscow uh, were really striking, uh, much more striking uh, in uh, comparison with Western Europe or United States, uh, because the typology, uh, how, how the typology of uh, residential houses uh, was changing, uh, we hardly can imagine it now. Yeah, as I understand, uh, Moscow went from, in effect, a very large village, with 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 the population of was it one million then, to the population increased exponentially very quickly after the revolution, and there was a kind of crisis for how to house people economically. Uh, look, after um, eighteen uh, eighteen. Uh, uh, 61 after uh, abolition of uh, serfdom yeah. uh, the big uh, uh, the huge development of capitalist relations uh, started uh, that was uh, provoked by this uh, uh, serfdom uh, end many uh, people from the villages uh, they got the possibility to go to the cities and uh, some of them became, uh, they, they started to uh, form this third, uh, what is called uh, in English, third, uh, not, not the nobility, not the... Uh, oh, oh, the merchant class. The merchant yeah, class, yes. Yeah. The, the merchant class appeared. Yeah. And uh, the urban life uh, also began to change because the nobility uh, has uh, uh, not so many sources uh, 
has not so many financial sources and they uh, had to rent their mansions and then they began to cut them on the uh, different apartments and then the tenement houses appeared and the uh, and this all was uh, just in last quarter of 19th century yeah. uh, all this evolution of tenement housing uh, has created the uh, multi-flat, multi-apartment uh, houses mm. that uh, are quite usual for us now. Before they were not existing uh, in Moscow, or they were just a uh, few of them. And this was uh, uh, very, very uh, unusual. Then uh, uh, the um, growing density in the center of the city. Uh, these tenement houses uh, were changing. The evolution was um, very quick uh, and the new demands of uh, modern people uh, even before the Great War uh, were uh, closer to the modern modern understanding for uh, closer to our understanding of uh, modern life but uh, after the Great War uh, uh, in the uh, in, also in all the social changes uh, these uh, demands they uh, They've got the social context. They mm, they've got the uh, additional uh, additional meaning that uh, this uh, uh, architectural um, answers to these requests. Uh, they have to give more uh, to people living in the city, uh, not simply more square meters, but more comfort. They have to give more uh, uh, structured life uh, in our understanding. So in your, in your opinion is Narkonfin as much as of a response to urbanization as it was to socialism? Uh, there is a misconception uh, pretty uh, well known that uh, Narkonfin is a house the house commune. Uh, this is absolutely uh, not uh, a real fact. But it has communal aspects. The uh, Narkomfin was uh, uh, named by its authors uh, the communal house because the, all the apartments in this house they've got the uh, all, all necessary uh, features of uh, apartment of uh, normal flat where people can live. All of them had bathrooms or showers, uh, they had kitchens or small kitchenettes and uh, the uh, social uh, and uh, uh, public uh, space which was uh, surrounding these apartments uh, was uh, providing not only uh, uh, space for, uh, for, for, for recreation uh, but uh, was providing also uh, necessary um, necessary um, facilities, uh, the cafe, uh, the sport hall, the kindergarten, the laundry. So all this was working together with the apartment house, and all this was connected into one complex, into one uh, organism. And that's why the architects called it a commune house yes. because of those aspects. I see. But you say that it's erroneous to be described as a house commune. No, I don't understand the difference. The difference yeah. uh, is uh, very uh, serious. The, uh, the words are quite 
close to each other, few, few, few letters, but the difference is uh, that the communal, the houses communes are much much closer to the uh, to the to the hostels where workers were living near their factories before the revolution. Mm -hmm. uh, they had just uh, some cells where they could sleep, uh, and the houses communes uh, they mm, uh, uh, they they uh, reminded not me but uh, even uh, critics of them existing in that period in thirties they. Uh, reminded uh, some medieval organism mm. uh, who could uh, produce everything by itself mm. uh, in who, who, who could live uh, uh, with one united life mm. people had to eat together uh, they had to, they had to have one big refectory uh, canteen they had to have one big bathrooms, bathroom, public showers, mm. uh, they had to have, of course, public library, uh, spaces for work, uh, and all this was uh, sort of uh, common life. There was no choice. Life. There there was, was, and there, that's the difference. There was, there was no private space. Yeah. Uh, everything was public. Sure. Everything okay. was... Uh, yeah. uh, everyone was living uh, the life of everyone. Mm. Of course, there was uh, not possible seriously speaking, to construct uh, this life uh, uh, in reality, just in theory. Mm -hmm. That's why these houses were not... Uh, uh, they, they existed a very short period of time and they've been redone later to some student hostels and uh, some other uh, types of... So uh, those places. are house communes? These are house communes. And Narkomfin is a... Com the communal house. It's a communal house, okay. Yes. The communal house, yeah. which uh, has uh, the normal private apartments uh, for people, not big ones, uh, quite comfortable, where every detail was uh, uh, seriously worked out, uh, which can be uh, compared, which was done, uh, as uh, they say, ad hoc, especially for... Uh, leaving every detail was uh, not uh, not uh, de decorative. It was beautifully designed. It was beautifully designed mm. because every every detail had its meaning, had its function, mm. and uh, the form of this detail was uh, dictated by by, by this function. Mm. And uh, studying this house, we see uh, that uh, all even smallest things there had some reason. Mm. That is remarkable. And um, can you say what constructivist ideas were embodied in Narkomfin? Well, uh, the uh, constructivist ideas, uh, almost uh, all of them, uh, functionally, uh, on the level of uh, function, on the level of composition, on the level of uh, structure and mm, uh, construction details, Everything was done uh, strictly according to the uh, principles of uh, constructivists. This was, mm, uh, first of all, what I already told about, uh, this uh, strictly functional uh, design. The organization of space and the division between uh, different blocks of the building. This communal block, uh, service block with the laundry and some offices, uh, residential block, all, all this uh, division 
is a very very uh, typical for constructivist architecture. Uh, then of course uh, the uh, organization of the space in, inside of the house. These um, apartments, uh, one of the most interesting details of this house, uh, the uh, combination of different heights in one apartment, uh, the uh, combination of the small height, uh, 230 uh, in, the in, in the bedrooms, and uh, one level and a half and two levels height in living spaces. The orientation of living spaces to the western sun uh, and uh, bedrooms to the eastern sun. All this was uh, was in, uh, reflected in details. And uh, this uh, uh, can be uh, described uh, and described and described because uh, this is a pure uh, example of uh, uh, constructivist uh, uh, residential project uh, uh, completed, completed uh, and completed uh, almost 100% according to the original design. That was also important because we know that not every building is being completed according to its design. It's very inspiring because of the, the close link between the idea and the manifestation. It seems quite a rare thing. It's very strict, it's very austere, but it's a thing of beauty and it works as a living space. Do you think if the constructivists had continued to work, if the political climate had been different, do you think they would have continued to make beautiful living spaces? Uh, I think that uh, we could have uh, different examples, interesting examples uh, of, uh, of uh, architecture. That was uh, really a sad story in 1934 when uh, most of the uh, vanguard groups uh, have been crushed and uh, so-called proletarian architects uh, uh, united uh, with the help of uh, communist party united all architects in one union of architects uh, who was controlled and politically uh, oriented uh, in necessary direction. All these uh, vanguard groups were blamed uh, and uh, declared as uh, uh, formal bourgeois uh, uh, directions mm. which are uh, working uh, in wrong direction. Yeah, formal formalism was the worst possible accusation. Wasn't uh, it? Yes, one of the one of the worst accusations mm. because uh, it was uh, uh, it was uh, maybe um, too international, and that was frightening because uh, the thing was that uh, principles of uh, constructivism they were. Uh, lying in one um, direction with what was done uh, in Bauhaus in Germany, what was done in France by Le Corbusier, uh, in the United States. Uh, the new society had the same demands everywhere. Uh, we can call it globalization now, uh, but uh, maybe it's the serious change of the uh, civilization in general uh, and the uh, process has started mm. then, at that time. Uh, the um, principles of uh, life, 
these new people of, of, of us, I would say. Uh, they, they've in, been, in the Soviet Union? Or? They've been quite common in the Soviet Union yeah. or the, in the United States. That's why okay. uh, for the authorities in the Soviet Union uh, it could uh, symbolize uh, some um, uncontrollable area. And uh, that was stopped. Mm, too international. Too international. Um, and I, I know the answer to this question because I've known you for many years um, and I've seen you... Um, I've, I've heard you talk about Narcon for many times, but how do you feel about it as a building? Why is it important to you? And what is it like being the restoration architect of your grandfather's building? Uh, you know that uh, I was not... Uh, you, you perfectly know that I haven't been a restorer at all, and for me it was a sort of family uh, debt that I had to pay to my... Uh, not even to my grandfather, but I would say to my father, Vladimir Ginsburg, uh, uh, who was first, uh, who started uh, to uh, attract people's people attention uh, to Narconfin and uh, trying to create some uh, possibility uh, to, 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 to save the building. Because it, just to explain to those who don't know the building, it quickly went into disrepair. It didn't have any repairs from about the late 30s onwards, would that be correct? Yes, uh, the lack of maintaining. Uh, and then uh, the quick... Uh, um, uh, the quick... Uh, uh, collapsing of this building uh, during last 20 or maybe 15 years when some apartments became empty and then has been inhabited uh, with some repairings. Uh, all these... Uh, uh, seemed that the process um, um, became to move quicker, quicker, because uh, no proper maintaining has been since forties. Uh, I would mm -hmm. say uh, this uh, golden age was uh, uh, golden age of Narcomfin uh, uh, happened just uh, first decade, yeah. first ten years, uh, from nineteen thirty till maybe nineteen forty. Because uh, the building definitely was interesting and it attracted interest of many uh, unusual people, not just uh, white colors uh, of, uh, of Ministry of Finance were living there. Now we're trying to, with, with, the, with the new owners of Narcompin, we're trying to collect information. We've got information uh, about people who were living there. Uh, many of them I didn't even know that they've been there. Uh, a lot of uh, outstanding, interesting people have been there. So that was really uh, elite of that, of that time. And they understood the meaning, the interest of this house, how it was, uh, was a sort of a bridge to, to some future for them. Uh, not, not definitely to the communist future, but to the modern future, to the future of new era. It was uh, so different to what was uh, near this house. And do you think it can be again? How is it for you now working uh, on it? I think it can be a very important uh, uh, rarity uh, after the restoration and the uh, degree of restoration uh, must be um, uh, quite high. I mean, uh, we have the ambition, we have the attempt uh, to uh, make a case in Moscow, the case of proper restoration, the restoration according to the Venice Charter, uh, that uh, not some people even do not know what is it uh, and uh, what does it mean 
Moscow. A lot of people Not don't only. know what it is here yeah, right now. I, I, I understand. <laughs> I, I, I was expecting your remark about <laughs> that. And uh, anyway, uh, we're, we're interested. And I was uh, trying to answer a question. Uh, studying Narconfin helped me in my uh, practicing uh, because uh, being a practitioner, um, uh, you uh, can enrich yourself while studying some architecture, but uh, when you're studying uh, historical architecture, Palladio and Bramante, they can make, give you a lot uh, in knowing uh, the golden section, uh, order system, and uh, many important things I'm talking seriously. But uh, researching such sort of iconic building as Narconfin uh, can give you even more, and I understood that while researching it uh, uh, for the last uh, uh, years, um, I understood that it helps me, and uh, thus uh, this way uh, I, I became uh, on some percentage a restorer, and we began to restore other vanguard buildings, not only vanguard buildings, because uh, this is uh, somehow interesting when you are repairing the city canvas and you understand that you can add some new and you can repair something old and you understand that all this is one whole canvas of the city, then this new that you are adding to this uh, can maybe better be fixed to this canvas, in my opinion. This is some sort of the way of um, practicing that I'm trying to uh, develop. So it's helped you understand the urban context more, or how to relate to the urban context? Like right. like artists who go and draw the old masters, or uh, yes, mm. uh, this uh, this uh, this uh, is quite comparable uh, mm. to 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 to, uh, uh, to this because um, a lot of uh, modern artists uh, uh, they started from uh, from such sort of uh, researching old masters and this uh, in, in, in this in this way uh, we're still. St I'm still continuing to research them mm. while, while doing some new things. And Narconfin restoration is a remarkably interesting thing because not many people know that Narconfin, uh, so simple and pure and cool from outside, not many people know, uh, as me now, how complex and how fundamental it is from inside. I mean, not from the interior, but from inside of its walls, ceilings, and uh, details. Because that is a remarkably complex thing. The ground plan. Do you mean the plan? I mean not the plan. I mean, you mean the, the construction. System, the, the structure. Okay. Everything that is not visible by the eye. Okay. Everything that you can see. Uh, everything is everything that is hidden inside. All the layers of materials Absolutely. and communications. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. That is a fantastic, uh, uh, and and also very um, well reflectioned. Uh, working system uh, which uh, can work uh, and work a uh, long time, mm. more and more, uh, being properly maintained, being repaired, restored and replicated in some parts where we can't uh, uh, make a proper conservation. It would be um, wonderful, as you say, um, to have a high-grade restoration of this building. It will be wonderful. Um, when it's completed because it seems to me that for young architects in Russia it's very important to have an example to study and 
it, and it might lead to other restorations, but they can benefit as you have benefited from a close study of a building of this period. Um, so moving on to the books, um, you and your wife, Natasha, made the decision to translate and publish Moise Ginsberg's three books about architecture, which were, at the time, very influential. You've published already Rhythm in Architecture, and next week you are publishing also Dwelling. Um, and there's a third book as well, as far as I understand. And I was wondering if you could say something about your decision to publish these books and something about the books themselves. Uh, well, this is uh, really uh, some part uh, which is uh, uh, which is uh, Natasha's occupation. Uh, I can tell that uh, it's quite um, uh, organic, if I can say it in such a way. Uh, it seemed quite organic for us uh, that uh, this uh, interest uh, to uh, Vanguard architecture uh, and uh, restoration. Uh, some process of restoration uh, of Vanguard buildings uh, should be connected uh, to the editions of uh, these books which uh, uh, have been edited once long ago and have not, be, have not been uh, either edited uh, in Russian or translated into other languages except maybe one uh, long ago. Uh, that's why um, when the restoration of uh, Izvestia uh, was completed and uh, the restoration of Narcomfin, uh, we understood that it is uh, the, the, the process of it really starts. Uh, it was uh, a decision to publish in, uh, in Russian, uh, in, in Moscow and in, in English in London books. Uh, therefore, in, in, in fact, the fourth one is not uh, as well known as the first three, but we'd like to, to, to publish uh, four books and uh, we're going um, to make the third one, a famous style and epoch, uh, but uh, before uh, Natasha has uh, issued uh, Rhythm and Architecture, the first book, and uh, dwelling not in chronological way, uh, just because uh, this uh, work on Narcomfin uh, was um, uh, progressing. And uh, dwelling is a book about, uh, is a book uh, uh, showing the um, uh, experiments, uh, the residential experiments of uh, Ginsburg about uh, not Narcomfin only, but uh, showing and analyzing uh, all his uh, work about residences. Uh, how it can be seen from, from, from the name of the book. Uh, so uh, these books, uh, they've been the theoretical base uh, of a constructivist group. And uh, uh, these books are interesting, uh, interesting today. Uh, for example, a lot of uh, discussions about the uh, ideology of dwelling today, about some new um, typologies that are being created today. All this is uh, like an echo of the processes uh, that uh, took place uh, some uh, 80 or 100 years ago. Uh, that is why uh, the uh, methods and experiments of constructivists 
look very up-to-date, look very contemporary. Uh, when we are discussing this idea of social condenser, the ideas of co-living today, uh, we understand that this uh, line uh, of development uh, uh, for, of development uh, for residential typology uh, is connected, definitely connected to the changes of society, to uh, different uh, uh, post-industrial revolutions, different ch changes, enormous changes of uh, uh, technology in our life. But all this uh, line is uh, uh, is going from from that period, from. Uh, the beginning of 20th century and this book is extremely important and interesting because uh, what is uh, what is it showing uh, it is not just history it can be um, I wouldn't say used but it, it can be uh, uh, analyzed and it can be uh, used for uh, next steps in this direction mm. that's why um, I think uh, it was a proper time uh, for uh, issuing uh, of this book, not even in a chronological way. But, uh, and are these books, um, they are Ginsberg's theories on rhythm in architecture, as the title conveys, and about different types of residency, is that right? Uh, these books, uh, they are uh, explaining uh, the uh, attitude of Ginsberg, the attitude uh, 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 no, I wouldn't say. Uh, I'll say it in another way. Uh, these books, uh, they are about the new big style, because Ginsburg he understood uh, uh, these changes uh, not as uh, just revolutionary changes. He uh, was writing in his books, uh, in, in style and the books especially, uh, about the uh, industrial. Uh, Revolution, and he understood that that was a big uh, change of epochs, a new style, new architectural style that was very interesting for him, and he was trying to fix it. He was trying to formulate what was it about. Uh, he understood uh, that a, a, a big change of uh, epochs uh, was uh, demanding uh, a new big style uh, that modernism finally became. It. So uh, the mm, attributes of this uh, new big style were described or analyzed in these books. Uh, first, in first book, Rhythm and Architecture, uh, some features, some parts of it. Uh, in uh, style and epoch, uh, uh, the ideology of it. Uh, in uh, dwelling uh, the, uh, residential, the aspects of uh, residential architecture. But in general, all these books were uh, co co consecrated uh, to this uh, uh, new uh, coming style in architecture, in art, uh, that was growing uh, and that was uh, uh, something that we know today as modernism. And um, were his, did his books stay in print in Soviet times or were they seen as too different from the official narrative after 1934? Uh, they've been printed in 1923, 1924, 1934, uh, one one after another, mm -hmm. uh, and that's all. So uh, they weren't repressed. Uh, no, never, never. No, no, no. Because uh, when uh, the constructivist group, uh, as, uh, as all the other groups 
stopped uh, its uh, development, stopped stopped it of its life. Uh, no in, no interest to to, to these uh, books that were its theoretical base. Um, but was, uh, later. But have they have they formed? Um, a, do they form a part of the education of? Did they form part of the education of Soviet architects or Russian architects today? Do they read these books? Are they part of the canon? No. No. Which we? Uh, they are rarities. Yeah. Uh, their amount was uh, very small, very small, and uh, they can be hardly found in some antiquarian shops. Hmm. These books uh, uh, became better known uh, when the interest to vanguard architecture um, appeared in some 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh. And are they read today in Russia? No, because no. Uh, people are interested. Uh, yeah. That's why we decided to, to, to publish them. In Russian and English. In Russian yeah. and English, yeah. yes. And I know the translator is very good, so these are good quality English translations. Yes, uh, we are very um, glad uh, that uh, uh, we got the possibility to work with this uh, translator, with John Nicholson, mm-hmm. and uh, we highly appreciate his work mm. uh, and his, his, his quality of translation. Well, they're beautiful books, and it's, it's wonderful to have them as facsimiles, um, in, in, albeit in English. Um, and it's a it's a fantastic endeavour. It seems to me to be happening at the same time as the restoration of Narkomfin. It's because it, they help understand the building. They 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 exist really well together, the books and the building. So it's fantastic. And for our listeners, you can buy the books. Uh, well, the two which are published at the moment, which are Rhythm in Architecture and Dwelling from next week in our bookshop. Thank you very much, Alexei. Thank you, Clem.